Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody and welcome into another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Saul Bookman. That's Gerald Borgay. And today we've got a very special guest joining us. Please join us in welcoming in Phoenix Suns shooting guard Damian Lee joining the show now. Damian, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us. I'm good. Thank y'all for having me. You know, just trying to stay cool. Um, <laughs> I miss the uh, heat wave, so glad about that. Yeah, I wouldn't you, say you missed it. I mean, the, the thick of it. <laughs> yeah. 107 is totally different than 117, oh, that's for sure. Listen, Damian, first off, congratulations on re-signing with the Suns. We're really excited that you'll be staying here in the Valley as a member of the Phoenix Suns. Can you just kind of take us through that process and what you felt about staying with the team and maybe what they shared with you during those conversations? Yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, well, for, thank you for, you know, I had to make sure I get that out. Um, but it was just, it was just an opportunity that, you know, I couldn't pass up. Like obviously being here for a year, got to feel what that love is like here in the Valley. Um, you know, really just knowing with, you know, obviously new ownership, new coaching staff, and, you know, just the vision that they have going forward was something that I felt like I couldn't pass up. So I'm excited going forward. Obviously we have some new pieces. I think we have like four or five guys from last year so um you know obviously that'll be a little different and then with new coaching staff but at the end of the day the end goal is to put the ball in the basket and to stop the other team from doing so so i feel like we'll uh figure it out when the time's right i mean aside from you know we're going to talk about your charity here in a second but also basketball uh how's your off season been what you've been up to what you know what have you been how active have you been uh off season's been Good. The uh, month of July, I was moving around a lot. I started off out the country and then came back in the country. And then for the last, what, like the 10th through the 30th, I was on the road. Uh, Baltimore, New York, Philly, Louisville, D.C., Virginia. I was, I was, I was making my making making my tour dates felt. Uh, I'll say that. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was it, it was great. I had I had stuff with my nonprofit back home. Um, saw some friends, spent some time with my mom, and then uh, yeah, now it's just time to lock down, you know, get settled in uh, back in this heat before um, you know two months left. So you mentioned your nonprofit. Obviously, you've got the foundation going on. For those of you who are not aware in the chat, 
Uh, the Leeway Foundation is hosting its second annual golf scramble uh, August 7th in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, it is sold out, but you do have a silent auction going on that's available anywhere in the U.S., right? Yes. Yes. So we have a – that was a great segue, by the way, G. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, so we do have our we – have, we have our silent auction that's going on right now. Um, the link is, is on my Instagram. I post it on Twitter. I also post it on threads. That's how you know I'm getting real, real <laughs> savvy. Um, and as you see, the link is also posted below. But with that, um, we have so many amazing items, um, memorabilia, so many experiences that we have. I'll just name off a couple. Mm -hmm. um, signed jerseys from yours truly, mm -hmm. from Devin Booker, um, Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Sabrina Ionescu, um, Tyrese Halliburton's All-Star Game jersey, uh, Shane Bieber signed baseball jersey, Christian Yellick signed jersey, and then we have a couple of experiences, like I mentioned. Uh, one with Maker's Mark Distillery, mm -hmm. uh, one with two tickets to Suns versus Knicks at Madison Square Garden, Ooh. and dinner at BLT Prime in New York. So, if you want to bid on that, <laughs> be my guest, um, and post game passes as well. And then, I think my favorite experience, um, that we have for this year going um, that we have going for this year is a class A Azul tasting experience. Um, okay. I'm, I'm friends with the CEO of the company, uh, Juan Sanchez. And, um, you know, he's someone that you know, I value as a friend and he offered the experience of um, you, you, you would have to take care of your own airfare and, you know, hotels, yeah. but it's dinner um, and class A Azul tasting up to eight a one-of-a-kind experience with him um, at a very exclusive club in San Francisco. That's something that uh, I feel like will be will be a pretty dope time. That's something I may bid on myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if someone else wants to outbid me, then go for it. But, uh, yeah, just, you know, super excited. The Leeway, the Leeway Foundation has always been about giving back to the underserved. Um, our target range in the beginning is sixth to eighth grade because we feel like that's when kids are most impressionable, whether that may be bullying, whether that may be whatever their influences are. Um, I was bullied in sixth and seventh grade, so like I understand. Um, but also just using sports, using basketball as a tool to make it out of your situation, to know that you can you know use this. It's not you know basketball is what you do, not who you are. Um, you know, or, or sports to that to that matter, but you know, just using it um, for my nonprofit to give back. We've given back to an, an all-girls school in Louisville. We've invested over thirty thousand dollars in that school so far. Um, giving back to Baltimore, we've done the kids' version of like sip and paint um, with schools, with mental health seminars, with, uh, and then now the two regions that we're looking at um, investing our nonprofit in that community is uh philadelphia which i went to school at and then also here in phoenix so there will be many more things coming here in the phoenix area for the upcoming uh, holidays as well as going forward in the future yeah so this is an amazing initiative to get behind if you guys have some extra dollars or you got your eye on some of these mm -hmm. things that are up for auction definitely get in on the action uh, like damian yeah. said all of his social media, you can find the link on. We've shared it in the chat. We'll share it on social as well, so you can find it there. Um, but you kind of brought it up a little bit. You touched on the bullying that you kind of had to endure when you were younger, but is that was that one of the driving forces, or what was the driving force between creating 
the Leeway Foundation and then choosing these kind of initiatives that you chose to give back to? Yeah, um, I think it's it's a little bit of that, just understanding how impressionable kids are at that age. Like I could have went down a different road then, um, but you know, thanks to my you know family and friends, they all kept me on more of the the straight and narrow path. Um, but it's pretty ironic. My mom always wanted to start a nonprofit, mm-hmm. and um, my mom is a veteran. She was in the Persian Gulf War in '91, so she was over there. Um, and then she happened to have me in '92. So for her. Um, she wasn't able to fulfill her dream of that. So this is also something that's her baby as well, that she's able to live, you know, actually we're able to live through it together. But, um, you know, just starting the idea of wanting to give back and trying to find ways to help give back to the kids is something that's always been near and dear to me. And we started this six years ago just with an idea. And we've done so many amazing things, like I've mentioned, you know, previously. But to have my mom on board as, you know, co-founder and something that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say my age that that'll 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 <laughs> put too many things together. But, um, you know, just where I am in my life and where she is, you know, just letting this be kind of her baby and, and her spearheading spearheading a lot of those things are it's what brings true joy to me because I know we have the same vision when it comes to the uh, to the foundation. At what point of your career did you realize like, you know, I, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a basketball player, you go through and everything's kind of focused around you, uh, you know, going up through AAU, high school, college, the focus is you. And then you get to the NBA and yes, you're making more money, but the lifestyle also provides you more opportunity to do things in the community. Uh, when did you first kind of realize, you know, it was there another teammate or something like that, that kind of like illuminated the other side of sports and the ways you can give back? Um, I wouldn't even necessarily say it was teammate. I've kind of always been that way. Like you can ask my friends, like, I don't know what clicked. It was like in high school, I guess going, once I transferred from one high school to another, going into my junior year, like I felt like I was in more of a toxic environment my first two years of high school. And then once I went to the other high school, I kind of realized like, you know, how to be personal to people, how to be like welcoming, how to be accepting. I mean, I'm sarcastic, so like that's never going to leave. But, um, you know, just finding ways how to like relate to people. And, you know, my mom would always say growing up, like everyone in this life has a job. And I never really understood that until, you know, I started to get through my later years of high school, going away for prep school and then going to college. Like one of my close friends, I, I mean, I joke about it, but it's like, I kind of helped like feed him through college. Like he, he, he had a lot of student loans, had like a lot of debt, um, you know, in that. And we had like these swipe cards at Drexel where we would get like 2,500 because we, we had quarters. So instead of like semesters, so it was 10 week quarters. Mm-hmm. We had like $2,500 like each quarter to like buy food and like mm-hmm. gives. Don't worry, we. I don't. Th- I don't think you could do that now. There's some things back then that you can't do now. So I'm open and talking about it. But um, yeah, like I would, I would have probably like twelve, thirteen hundred dollars left over from each quarter, and I'd be like, I'm not gonna spend it. There's two weeks left. Like, bro, just get whatever you want. Like, do whatever you want to do. So, you know, just from that, and then like all my friends, my families know like the three things that I'm 
passionate about, which I'm now able to like put into words, are relationships slash friendships. Like I learned that in 10th grade. The number one thing in business is relationships. Like it doesn't matter how much money you have, like the highest you are, the lowest you are. It's that um, community. Like that's obviously something I'm, I've always been big on. Like I try to make people and treat people to feel the same way as if like, even if they aren't where I am and my quote unquote status, but that they can feel like they are a part of it. Um, and bringing people together, whether it's my Drexel family, my Louisville family, my son's family, and then um, experiences. That's like the one of the biggest things because money can't buy that. Like, sure, the money comes, it goes. Don't get it twisted. I love my job. I have an amazing job. I'm going to do it for as long as I can. But it's the experiences that you have with it. So like those three things are the three things that like our nonprofit are like built on like the foundations, the foundational pieces of that and truly the foundational pieces of like who I am as a person and what I do in my everyday life. Damon, you you mentioned uh, your son's family and friendships and relationships being important to you. Obviously, very different son's team coming in this upcoming season. How have you enjoyed getting to know Frank Vogel so far? And what are your impressions of him to this point? Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, every time I see Coach, it's 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 just a joy. I mean, for me, it's it's like the reality is I get to do what I do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I'm playing a kid's game and I get to travel the world and play. And then I'm around people, coaching staff, teammates, players that all feel the same way. Like we all come in with that joy of like, all right, like what's the plan today? Like, what are we doing? How are we trying to get better? And like coach has that every single day, every single time I've seen him. It's always like, what's up D Lee? How's it going? What's this, what's that? And it's obviously, you know, there's there's that learning stage of trying to learn people. But, you know, when you've been in this business long enough, you can, you can kind of sift through all the, through all the stuff that like is true and genuine and the stuff that's fake. And coach has been nothing but genuine, at least from what I've heard, from what I've seen, and I'm excited to play for him. Uh, he's genuine as hell, from yeah. what we could tell. He, <laughs> yeah. he even we gave me a nickname, <laughs> so I'm like, "Let's yeah, go, baby!" There you I'm go. Ready. Hey, there so you go. when you when you look back on this season, um, you know, obviously three point shooting has has was was kind of your forte this season. What else d have you taken away from last season in order to prepare for the next one? In terms of some of the things that you'd like to tweak about your own game. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the consistency, just like continuing to be consistent. I feel like that's something that, you know, I, I obviously see my shirt, my brand, Daily Deposit Crew, like every day is going in and getting the work in. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just, it's just a consistency of doing what I do at a high level, knowing we have a different team, knowing every night a role, a different role may be asked of you of what to do and what to bring to the team. So for me, it's just, it's not buying it, but it's, honoring that and just continuing to do that every night. I mean, I'm going into my seventh year. I know what my strengths are. Like I, I know what I can do out there. I know what some of my not so much strengths are. I'm not going to say the W word because there's <laughs> no point in like, that's pointless. I mean, I'm, I'm a very optimistic person, um, mm -hmm. but just seeing what I can do, how I can help the guys be better, how I can be better and just how I can learn and continue to grow. Like you said, it's a new team. We got what, four or five guys back from last year. So that's what, 10, 11 new guys, whole new coaching staff. It's gonna blend together and gel when it does, but just finding ways. Like I'm, I'm big on film. I love studying the game. 
I love, like I said, finding ways for myself to get better and even to help other guys. But, but you know, not step on anyone's toes. But I just, I just love this game so much. It's like you have to try to find ways to get better. Yeah. Sounds like you are just as excited as we are for this season to finally be here and tip off. Plus, the heat will be gone by then. Fingers crossed, yes. anyway. <laughs> And things yes. will just be like, we'll just be in a really good spot. Yeah, Everybody sure, will be much sure. happier and, and excited and all the things. Damien, thank you we, so we, much. We do have a super chat for you, though, real quick. Uh, I, said, I mean, uh, I, I got, I got, I got, I got like 10 minutes. So you, you, <laughs> are you normally down to hang out longer? Heck yeah. There we go. It's, it's, it's up to y'all. If I got, if I got 10 <laughs> oh, minutes. Yeah. Listen, oh, we can go all day. I just <laughs> wanted to be cognizant of your time. But if you want to hang for 10 minutes, we Let's got go. you. We, Let's do it. So DC uh, in our chat gave us a super chat. 999. Thanks, DC. He said, D Lee, we see you champ. Stay strong. You inspire the Valley with your impeccable patience. And then a couple of emojis with your basketball. So yeah, I appreciate it. Hey, hey, if you uh, DC, if you want, shameless plug. There's some there's some daily deposit crew. You can you you know you can go to dailydepositcrew.com if you want. As you see below, there's also the bids. You know, if you want to bid for anything that we have going on for the silent auction. Um, but yeah, you know if. if Good DDC drip, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then since we got a few more minutes, um, I yes. know Gerald asked you about Frank Bogle and Saul. You guys were kind of talking about how it's all going to come together. What about Bradley Beal? How, when you heard the news that Bradley Beal was coming to the Suns, what was your initial reaction? And then now that you've had some more time, how excited are you to see it really kind of come together? And what did y'all do in Vegas? That's what <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> I... <laughs> Let's see. All right, let's talk about the Brad. The Brad. Uh, I was. Ex I was. I mean, I was just like everyone else. I was like, <laughs> "Who's like, who's going?" Like, y'all saw the thing where Brad was like, "So y'all trading book for me?" Because that's what that's what most people thought. Um, yeah, I mean, I was excited, but also I was a free agent then, so I was kind of like, "Oh, I, I was going into free free agency then," so I was kind of mm -hmm. like like is this going to affect me like what's going to happen like you know but then things happen the way that they're supposed to and what happened in vegas i was i was in vegas for 16 hours went to the game <laughs> saw brad ish uh jo that night left went to the usher concert phenomenal by the way i don't know okay. if y'all went i have heard so many good things about this yeah. usher concert yeah, so many yeah. Good usher things. concert was was through the roof it was amazing i think he still has residency until like october so if you have, if, if you have a weekend or you have some time go but i'm there at the concert and i see like down and like three rows over is brad and his wife and i was like oh that's dope he was like yeah i gotta leave Cause he, Cause he left the game early too. He's like, yeah, I gotta lead the game. I gotta go to this Usher concert. So that that was that was that was my night in Vegas. I left the Usher concert, <laughs> went back to the hotel, got some pizza, came home. There you go. There you go. That's See, the best way to do Vegas. Sixteen yeah, yeah. hours is ideal. In and yes. out. In and smart. out. I wish we were only there for sixteen hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know how. Rough I, after I, day two. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know how y'all do over forty-eight hours. That is a no, no. <laughs> yeah. That's not a great call. Um, you mentioned it though. How have you been enjoying getting to know some of your teammates? I know in the off season, everybody's kind of all over the place and spending some time away from basketball. But have you been able to talk with some of the guys and get to know them a little bit? 
I mean, if I see a guy in a facility, like when mm. I'm in, I'll talk to him. But it's funny. People said the same thing about me last year when I first signed. They were like, oh, did you talk to CP? Did you talk to Book? Did you talk to Mikhail? I'm like, I'm going to see them in September, and I'm going to spend <laughs> nine months with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so from that point on, like, it's like I don't feel as pressed to, I mean, obviously, like, reaching out, like, of course. Like, that's, like, mandatory. Got to reach mm-hmm. out. Got to, like, hey, what's up? This my number. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, it's like we're going to spend nine months together. Like, <laughs> I'm going to spend more time with them than I'm spending with my wife, my son, and my newborn. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? The relationship's going to grow organically. And then, like, we all have a common goal, which is, like, yeah, it's a job, but we all want to compete for the common goal which is to be the last team standing. So, you know, I'll see you guys in next month or two. And then, you know, it's always love. It's time yeah, to get it. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. I, you know, one question I do have just from the athlete side of things, you know, you came from Golden State. Um, and then as you mentioned a few minutes ago about, you know, just kind of be on the, on the edge, not knowing if you're coming back or if you're going to a different team or whatever, however this works out. Um, how does your family um, kind of work through that process as well? Like your wife, your kids, you know, trying to figure out, like, it, I, I, I could, I only put myself in that position. Like if I was in limbo, like not knowing what's going on, I know my wife would be asking me a million questions like what's happening? What's the latest? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't know, you know? And so I, I always want to know what, what, what's that side like? Um, uh, <laughs> he laughs immediately. <laughs> which means I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like twofold. Like, I mean, my wife's been around it for 30 years. Mm-hmm. She understands, but then like, she was with me when I was in Maine, when I was in Santa Cruz and she was living in Oakland and she was driving an hour and a half, two hours down to come see a game. And I'm staying out of like the motel. So like, for me, it's like, she like, just let me know what, just let me know what's concrete. Let me know what the final three is. We'll talk about it. We'll make the decision. Well, whatever you want to do, let's do it. Like she don't, she don't really trip off it. Cause she, like, like I said, she's been around it for 30 years. So, well, she not 30 yet, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Her family's been in it for over that period of time. And for her, she's just like, all right, you just tell me what to do. Well, not tell me what to do, but you just let me know what we're going to do. I'll ask pros, I'll ask cons and she like if she, we moving and if, if we go into another city, let's figure it out. How are we gonna get the cars there? How are we gonna get the kids there? What are we gonna do with the house? She so, brings the calm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they always do. Well, it's, it's, the crazy thing is like we both calm, mm. but she's like ultra calm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like calm, but you know I'll get there. Especially you know in between the lines, I can get there. But yeah, she's just like, all right. I love that. What were the yeah. what were the pros for Phoenix? We didn't have to move. <laughs> That's a positive. That's, a good That's one. one. Yeah. And then just like we know the environment, you know, it's we're familiar here. Like we bought our home here, so this is like our first like family home. Um, you know, but I mean, that's honestly like number one, like. In fact, we didn't have to move. Like we, when we lived in the Bay, we moved. I was, besides living out of the like hotel, then we lived out of, lived out of motel, then out the hotel. Then we moved like five times in like four years. Damn. And like, 
And I don't know if y'all know, but excuse my French, but the Bay of the Bay is expensive as hell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So like you get in like a eighteen hundred square foot, three bedroom, two bath apartment for like six 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 five, like over six thousand a month. That's ridiculous. No, sir. No backyard. No super nice house here in Phoenix with a big old backyard Yo, and a pool. You feel me? Good like, here. Yeah, that's crazy. So, like, that's the thing of, like, shoot, we got great home. You know, like, I, I mean, hey, we have to move. That's the pro. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's the pro, and that's the second pro. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Obviously, yesterday we saw that the Suns released some <laughs> new jerseys for the upcoming season. We got the white one on the table. You can't really see it, but there is a purple one up there. Uh, did you see them, and what did you think? Yeah, they fire. <laughs> there we go. Fire. I was I was going to say a dad joke, but I'll save that for later. <laughs> But Listen, nah, you're in good company. You, you haven't heard this podcast before, I promise you that. <laughs> this is the yeah. dad joke of them all. I'm guilty and I'm not even a father. So yeah, I have no yeah. right. But he's, he's, he's doing yeah. his pre-dad been, work right now. So Yeah, I've been I've been I've been uh I've been mixing up my dad jokes for like the last five years. So <laughs> um no, but they they're they're fire. I mean, I think I saw what they're like I mean, obviously they're the newer sunburst ones. I just wonder what's what's gonna happen. Like, are we keeping the black? Like, this. I mean, do y'all know? I don't know. Yeah, are we keep yeah. the black ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're keeping the black ones, and then you guys will have a new city one. I think that you'll probably be wearing for like around the play-in tournament in November. Um, so you got that like L, the, the midseason is, tournament. Is that the El Valle? El El Valle. I think so, but we El haven't Valle, seen wow. it. Yeah, they haven't mm-hmm. revealed it yet, but we'll see what it looks the, like. The El Valle yeah, I mean, I would go. That super hard and i know a lot of people have already <laughs> talked about that but we don't i heard it's going to be like kind of like a dark blue with all like i know is that um <laughs> that's what i heard i don't know it's the uh oh all i know it. is that you are keeping the black one from last year you've got the two that they released yesterday and then there's one that has not been released yet that won't come out until november so that one's still under wraps. Yeah. And then sorry. we originated um, the turquoise one from last year. That one's gone. Sorry. So yeah, we're, we're excited to see what the rest of them all kind of look like coming together. Yeah. yeah. But these I two just saw, are sorry. Dope. I just saw on Twitter, so I didn't know. Oh, no. Good. I don't I'm know sorry. officially. Don't know I just, well, I'm just trying to keep okay, you safe. Yeah. If you just saw it on Twitter, <laughs> yeah, then that's yeah. all. That's yeah. good. We were no, just like, I'm like, I don't want d to drop anything that we weren't supposed no. to know. No, not at all. It's the, uh, what's the Sun, Sun's, Sun's uniform uni tracker? tracker? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, okay, then we're all good because I was like, please don't yeah. tell me that you're spilling the tea here on our show. I'm like, oh, we're gonna get no, in no, trouble. We got blue uniforms, y'all. I was no. like, I don't know what they look like, but I no, don't want you to sure, get in trouble. Make sure, hey, make sure y'all know that is it, we have no sound bites. The full clip is yep. yes. <laughs> Sun's Uni Tracker. Put it out. And that's where all information is sourced from. Okay. You could tell Lindsay's a pro because she was like, let me cut them off right now. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, that's that's all. I'm just like, I'm trying to keep Twitter peace. Okay. But that makes sense because I feel like we've all seen those leaks too. Just nothing has been concrete or confirmed yet, but we'll see. Hey, I've been out of town for a month. Mm. Trust me. 
I ain't got no info. And if I did have it, I ain't leaking it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just talking about the things that we have all collectively seen together. I'm telling sure. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll source you properly. Don't worry. Yeah. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Damien, I got one last question Wait, before know. we let you go. Um, I know that last season you came out on fire, and then as the year went on, your minutes kind of fluctuated. It happened to a lot of people. It happens a lot in this league, but what's the one thing heading into next season aside from the three-point shooting that you feel like people should know about your game and what you bring to the table? Um, I mean, I play hard every night. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's like, I feel like that's, that's a skill. Like, I, I feel like I know the game at a high level. It's funny. You see like the Twitter GMs and like the Instagram people that kind of like say like, Oh, it doesn't know basketball. It doesn't know. But it's like, I, like I, study the game at a high level. I'm very receptive of information of, of my teammates and knowing what I can do, but like I play hard every single night. Like I, I, yeah. I, and all I want to do is, is, is win. Like I don't care about the credit. Like I know what I do and I know what I do at a high level. I don't care about the credit. I, I, I want to win. And when my career is done, I want to be known as a winner. So I feel like that's what I try to bring. That's, I don't know if that fully answers it, but like at the end of the day, like I just want to be known as a winner. Like that's it. I don't, I don't want to leave this league without, you know, whatever it is. I want to win and I play hard every night and I'm selfless and I play for my team, but I also know what I do at a high level. Absolutely. There we go. Dealey, we're so excited for this upcoming Thanks, season. Literally cannot wait. Cannot come yes. soon enough. Thank you again so, so much for hanging out with us. This has been a blast. Everybody in the chat has nothing but amazing things to say about you. So if you need a, a pick-me-up anytime because of the heat, <laughs> hey, I've got you down, it. keeping you inside the house, go read the chat. They were all, they're all here for you. Gotta run so, it back. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you again. Enjoy the rest of your off-season. Best yes. of luck with the uh, golf scramble and, of course, the auction. One more time, we did put the link again in the chat. Make sure you guys go check that out. And uh, give yes. us some love on social media, too. Yes, go check it out. Love y'all. Um, appreciate y'all. Let's have some fun this year. So let's, let's do go. it. Y'all see it. Y'all see it below. Auction. Send it off. Send it everywhere. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Appreciate yes. it. Appreciate you. Bye, Bye. Dealey. All right, that was awesome. He was so dope. That was so awesome. I love him. You, you know what? One. Every single time, I feel like every athlete that we've had on makes me feel like I need to do more with my life. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, man, I, yeah. these guys are like high, yeah. high volume athletes, and they're doing all these things for the community. I'm like, man, get me the fuck off this show. I gotta go do some stuff. <laughs> Motivational. You know, it's yeah. so awesome. It's uplifting. It is, right. and they're always do. And honestly, I feel like some when you're lucky enough to snag a player in the off season. They're so much more chill. Yeah. And I think it's because they've had a moment to decompress from the grind that is, like he mentioned it, like nine months. You see your yeah. teammates. You see – he probably sees you almost more than he sees he his family does. sometimes. Right. Because you're just <laughs> – He's like, it's unfortunate. Like, you put yes. your head down and you – you like he said, you work hard every single night. It's a lot. Mm. And I feel like when they're able to step away for a, even just a small amount of time and then like – 
more of you get more of them mm -hmm. and less of the job part of them, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, and he's always been a real one with us when we get the chance to talk <clears throat> to him. Um, you know, I, I remember last year we were asking him a little bit about his shot process because he, he mentioned it to us today as well. He loves to study film and he just went into full detail about certain jump shooters whose game and whose shot release he's studied hours of film of to kind of implement into his own shot. Um, so he's always kind of been this type of dude that is just willing to be down to earth and talk to mm -hmm. you about hoops. Like he, these guys all love it, but the way that he's willing to just share his knowledge about the game is really cool. And some of those quotes, I've been saving them for a special occasion. Those will be in Friday's uh, article that I'm writing about D Lee and his expectations for the upcoming season. So make sure to go check that out on Friday when it's up. It's yeah. such a far cry and we always compare it to what the last decade was before, you know, 2021. But like it's every single time I, I hear a Suns player now talk about the game, um, especially this this iteration um, and what we've heard this offseason, like they the thing that I always take away is they appreciate the grind. They love the game and they research the hell out of the game to make sure that they're trying to maximize their own potential as far as they possibly can. And, you know, for any, any hooper out there that grew up playing pickup ball, high school ball, college, whatever you, you can identify with that because like that's shit. When I was growing up, that's all I did was watch Michael Jordan videos, you know, like superstars and all this other stuff. And like, and it's just like it's I appreciate that so much about these guys is that like that's they just want to play ball mm -hmm. and they want to play it the best they possibly can. And D Lee obviously um, is is of that iteration and, you know, coming up through the Warriors as well, you know, like Steph, you know, right there and Clay and those guys watching them and their process, I'm sure, had nothing but a great impact on him. Mm -hmm. And now he's able to maybe pass that on down to guys, you know, like Tumani, you know, who's, mm -hmm. who are coming into the league and don't, they understand what hard work is, but they don't really understand how hard you have to work to stay in this league and right. play at a high level. That's the hard part. I feel like so many times we think getting to the league is the hard part. It's staying, staying. in the league. Yep. That's the hard part. Can I can I tell a quick story about the type of dude D Lee is? Yes. Of course. Yes. So I know guys, what this story is. Hold so on. Hold on real quick. Let me yeah. just paint a picture in case you're on audio. Mm -hmm. Gerald's been looking at me and Saul, giving us the eye with his big old cheesy <laughs> grin on his face. Like well, he's a kid on Christmas. Uh, like I said, he's super down to earth. He's willing to shoot the shit with you and like talk with you and even call you out. He mentioned it yeah, before we got on the air. <laughs> He sees what is tweeted out there. These guys do see it. And Damian Lee sees it. But um, I, I actually got a two-part story for you. So early in the season last year, I had written a shot. I, I can't remember what game it was, but it was a game where the Suns were down. And they wound I think it was in Utah. They wound up losing. And Damian Lee took the last shot. And he, it was I forgot. It was a late game situation. And he kind of rushed it because he didn't know the defender was giving him space. So mm -hmm. he shot it early. They missed. The Suns lost. And I had written or tweeted about it, about how breaking down the last play. And, and I had said something about, you know, Damian Lee taking a crazy shot or whatever. So after the next game, the Suns are at home and I'm in the locker room. I'm waiting to talk to Book or somebody. And Damian Lee, like, kind of like he gestures to me. So I come over and he's like, hey, so uh, you really think it was a crazy shot? huh?" <laughs> I was like, oh, man, here we go. <laughs> so I was like, all right, crazy was probably the wrong word. And I explained my thought process. And we had like a five-minute conversation about the basketball side of the play and how he thought the defender was going to come this way. So that's why he did what he did. And like 
he's just one of those people that is totally willing to like call you out in a joking way, but then actually have a conversation with you. He's also a bit of a jokester because when I was covering the Nugget series, I flew into Denver and my bag got left here in Phoenix. It never made the trip for whatever because I checked a bag. The rat took it. And so the rat, the took, rat it. took it. So that was the trip from hell, man. The rat, the <laughs> suitcase that got like, lost. I had already blocked so that out of my memory. I had flown in early morning because the Suns were going to practice in Denver. They were going to have media availability. Um, and I'm sorry, but that early in the morning, especially if I was up late riding the Toes night before, out. I'm where I'm wearing flip flops. I'm wearing sweatpants. I'm wearing a comfortable shirt for the flight. I've, I don't have my contacts in. I just got glasses. Like I am chilling on that flight. I will get ready when I get there. Girls was undercover. The problem is my bag never made it. So all I have clothes wise are my sweatpants, my flip flops, my T-shirt. And so I have to go to practice like this. And I had oh, tweeted no. something out about it. And I had tweeted like, man, I'm about to cover son's practice and flip flops and sweatpants. I walk in and Damien Lee, they're all like doing some like three on three half court scrimmages or whatever after practice stuff. Damien Lee sees me walking in. He goes, here comes Gerald in his sweatpants and flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man. <laughs> he loves that so much. Yeah, oh my so he's God. a he's he's great, man. I remember, <laughs> I remember when you I remember when you came into the office yeah. that day. I thought it was shoot around. Um mm -hmm. but uh he came in, he was just like Damian Lee pulled me to the side. He did. I was like, oh, <laughs> was shit. so funny. Okay, so I heard the first story. I never mm. heard the second yeah, story. You never told story. us that. Yeah, Why are you was, just keeping these jets well, from us, It was us, like Gerald? in the middle of the playoffs. I totally forgot that it even happened. And then I was like, man, this guy always, he, he grind, he'll uh, he'll bust my chops a I little bit it. just for fun. That's so but funny. That's how I you mean, know they like you. Yes. This is facts. For this sure. is facts. Because honestly, if you walked in here with flip-flops and sweatpants and your glasses on, I'd be like, Gerald. Yeah. Only because yeah. we're family yeah. and we yes. like you. Yeah. Like, exactly. So it's fun. So that's a, uh, oh, I love D Lee. Is yeah. D Lee our sweet baby angel? Ooh, he might be. He I might feel be. like D Lee might be our sweet baby angel. Uh, you know who's a way better knockdown three point shooter, too? Just saying. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Let's not, let's not. Can we I combine like, the two? No. Let's take sweet baby angel. And knock down three-point shooter and put it together, baby. <laughs> Woo! I feel like three-point or knock down three-point shooter might need to go away because it ended poorly. Anybody? Yeah. Yeah, That's but true. so now it's I feel also, like it's got a jinx you, you attached did, to it. You did also pick a, a traditionally not the best three-point. I know, shooter. but I think it was it was that. We're gonna go down a whole rabbit hole here, <laughs> we'll, but I we'll think we maybe need to retire that. But we'll Dee Lee we'll is definitely the in the running for Sweet Baby Angel okay. for the season okay. for sure. Okay. Absolutely. Um, all right, real quick, we're gonna take a break and tell you guys about our friends over at Circle K. You know that they have the best coffee, the best beer, the best snack selection, and of course, the best premium gas. And if you're lucky, maybe just maybe one of our faces. We'll be there to greet you while you're filling up your tank. I don't know, I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. You guys get to be the deciders. But I will say anytime I get Leah, it makes my day. So I always want to be on one of those day. gas station pumps and hear it on the other side. Yeah. So I could just pop around and be like, grab your polar pop. <laughs> just like inception it, whatever. Uh, make sure you guys are not missing out on all the great stuff that Circle K has to offer. Right now, if you text back up. Uh, PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club. You're going to get a buy one, get one free offer on 32 ounce Polar Pops. Also, if you are looking to spruce up your space, 
highly recommend you check out our friends at Saturday Neon. It is a company that is started by two friends and former college roommates, and they make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. And these things are high quality. They are top notch. They look absolutely beautiful. And right now, if you go to SaturdayNeon.com and use that code PHNX, you're going to get 10% off your order today, plus free shipping on orders over $200. Again, that is PHNX, SaturdayNeon.com. So here's the thing, guys. Hmm. It is 342. We have yeah. another guest joining us here in just a few minutes. Um, so everything else that we plan for today, y'all are just going to have to come back tomorrow mm -hmm. and we will talk about it then because today we are continuing Gerald's efforts to take a deep dive into the newcomers mm -hmm. and the re-signees. Um, again, our guest is joining us in just a minute, but to introduce who we are going to be discussing, it is, of course, Drew Eubanks. Drew Eubanks is probably, as Gerald wrote in his in-depth article over at gophnx.com, one of the sleeper pickups for the Suns this year. We've talked a lot about how the Suns have made uh, great moves on the margins, have what maximized the minimums is what we've been going with, and Drew Eubanks absolutely fits into that category. He's a center. He's 26. He's 6'10", has a 6'11 wingspan. What stands out to you guys the most about what you're most excited to see from Drew this year? I, um, <clears throat> I'm going to coin a term for this season because I'm really excited that this is going to happen several times. You know, when people get dunked on, mm -hmm. they, they say, you know, you, you baptize somebody or, you know, you put them down or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to go back to uh, the 90s. Okay. And there's this movie called Above the Rim. Mm -hmm. For anybody that hasn't seen it, there's a, there's a, there's a scene where they kind of keep slapping the backboard. Um, and one of the guys that slaps the backboard on the top of this building, which is a poorly placed rim to begin with, uh, <laughs> slaps it and he falls off the side of the building and goes to his death. But his name was Nutso. And so I just and, – and when people get dunked on when I was in high school, we used to say, Nutso! Like, I hope I get some Nutso moments from, from Eubanks because I feel like he has some in him. This is such a Saul thing. Like this whole, like that is the epitome of Saul, and I love it. Absolutely, we're bringing it back. We might need to make a, but, uh, a oh, graphic yeah. or something. It's I am one hundred percent on board with you. Yeah. I feel like Drew Eubanks. It's gonna be he's he's gonna be super fun. There's gonna be moments where we're all up out of our seats. <laughs> yeah, with Drew I Eubanks. hope so. Right, he is in looking at some of his film. I was really impressed with what he brings to the table. He is another above the rim, the rim athlete. We were talking to. Um, King's film room the other day about Chimetsu Metsu and he used the term vertical spacing. Drew Eubanks does that as well. Um, and he is a leaper on the other end as well. Did defensively, like as a rim protector, I, a lot of people didn't know this and I was kind of shocked to realize he had the 11th most blocks in the entire league last mm -hmm. season, despite averaging like 20 minutes a game. So this is a guy that on both ends is an above the rim athlete underrated in that regard, knows his role, very physical and um, we're, we're going to dive into his game a little bit deeper now that our guest is here. Yeah, we just need one second to make sure that everything is all good and we'll bring him in. Um, but Gerald, I, I did you have I was paying attention to our guest to make sure mm. that he was actually sure. on the show. Did you mention um, that he recorded 102 blocks last season, he the did. 11th most in the entire he league? Did. I did. I <laughs> yes. figured you he did, did, but I just wanted to make sure that you had mentioned that. Um, are we OK now? Yeah, we are good. OK. All right, let's uh, welcome in our next guest of the show, Danny Morang, radio and podcast host for 1080 The Fan, 
covering the Portland Trailblazers. Danny, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, I don't know if you oh, can hear no. us. We cannot hear you. Not sure if it's muted on your end or if it's just technical difficulties that happen at some point in time. Um, but if you can hear us. Blink twice. <laughs> no? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, while well, we hopefully I, wait for Danny to come back. Um, I, I do think one of the things about Drew Eubanks that I'm excited to see is his chippiness. He's mm -hmm. got a little edge to him. He does. Uh, and and I obviously we talked about it at length last year. This team needed some grit. Right. In the worst way. And I feel like we got a couple dudes that got a little bit of uh, not so sane right well, there. And so that was the thing I was going to bring up when it comes to the blocks. Gerald and I were talking about this before the show is that I give so much credit to guys who are not afraid to go up and try and block somebody in this league. Because you know that if you don't succeed, you know exactly what's going to happen oh, yeah. on social media. It could become legendary down the road, depending on who dunks on you, right? Mm -hmm. But he has, he's not afraid of that. Yeah, right. And again, to your point, you gotta be a little bit edgy. You gotta be a little bit crazy, for you, lack of a better word, do. to want to do that on a regular basis. And I am so excited to see that. I, I think that's where DA kind of goes a little wrong, is that he, I think he thinks too much about that element instead of you just gotta, you gotta snap. Mm -hmm. You got to snap. Yeah. And you got you got to attack the ball the same way that guy's attacking the rim. Otherwise, you will get posterized. And, yeah. Um, we'll see if take two works out now. We'll see. All right. Let's try this again. Welcoming into the show, Danny Morang, radio and podcast host for 1080 The Fan, covering the Portland Trailblazers. Danny, can you hear us? Oh. <laughs> Damn. Dang. That's a bummer. I'm not entirely sure what's going on. Gerald, maybe you can message Danny. Yeah, I am. Um, hopefully at one point in time, if not today, we, we are able to get Danny back on to share some insight with us about Drew Eubanks. Because I do want to get the perspective from the Portland Trailblazers. Because, Gerald, as you mentioned in your article, he did get to start for them a lot last season due to injury. And I know that Danny would have great insight on him um, as far as that. And also just what his mindset is like. Yeah, yeah I, I think when I was going through his film and looking at his game, like we mentioned, like he loves dunking on people. He loves blocking shots. He loves talking shit while he's doing mm -hmm. both of those things. Um, but he's also a very physical player. And like you were saying, we need some guys that have a little bit of edge, a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. And Eubanks plays that way with the way that he sets screens, with the way that he when when he feels that contact on the screen, he like pushes off and rolls towards the basket immediately. Um, so he has that sense of urgency. He is really good finishing around the basket aside from just the highlight dunks. Um, and actually one thing that was very interesting was he loves his hook shot. Um, this is in the article that I wrote, but I think one third of his shot attempts were hook shots. Um, so he's, he's kind of similar to DA in that regard in terms of, getting into the paint, spinning, and throwing up a hook. Are we talking about a standing hook or a sweeping hook? So he, he does both. He'll, does he really? He, he'll, uh, I didn't see he, the sweeping hook. The yet. sweeping hook looks a little goofy, I won't lie. It's a very Kareem tribute. Yes, that's what I want to see. He, he shot a pretty good percentage on it. It was like 1% less than DA shot last year, actually. Awesome. Okay. Sorry, well, guys. there's just momentary <laughs> silence. I don't know. 
we're I'm, all kind of transfixed on Emma trying to figure this out, we are. which is kind of cool. Um, um, just a little peek behind the curtain. Yeah. And also, I was focusing on Emma, so I tuned you guys out in the very beginning when our sure. guest was first yeah. coming in. So I'm not, I don't want to do another. Gerald, did you say this already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saul, did you say this already? All good. Because it would definitely be like You would that. not be the first person on this show to repeat Oh, every, I am aware, say, um, but I'll just ask, did you mention what his former teammate Doug McDermott said about him? I did not, no, um, because we actually got the chance to talk to Dougie Buckets in Vegas for Summer League, um, and originally I had been asking him about Kata Bates-Diop because obviously they spent last season together on the Spurs. I had forgotten that Eubanks was there um, prior to that mm -hmm. with McDermott, and so he kind of unprompted started talking about the job the Suns have done the uh, additions that he loved, and he mentioned Drew Eubanks and how he's such an underrated rim protector, underrated athlete, um, obviously a great team guy in the locker room. Um, so th I thought that was pretty cool that without me even having to ask about Eubanks, he volunteered that, uh, kind of went to bat for his guy. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people in terms of like, man, we got this guy for the veteran minimum. That's yeah. a yeah. pretty great yeah. pickup. Um, so I'm excited to watch him play. We have so many new faces and, and he's going to be another candidate for poster of the year when we look at all these dunkers that the Suns have yeah, now. It's going to be a blast. I think he said, quote, he's another guy that just plays his butt off every night. And honestly, like the fact that we were able to get so many guys back on this squad, whether it was re-signing like D. Lee and uh, Josh Akogi or some of the new guys like Drew Eubanks, that seems to be a common theme mm -hmm. that there are every single guy on this team is going to play hard every single night. They're going to bring the energy and they're going to work their tails off. And I am absolutely excited for that. And I think it's going to bring even more out of these guys. Maybe some of the ones that we've that are returning as well. And then um, the new guys as well. It's just going to be like who can one up the next one with the energy mm -hmm. that night. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Okay, are we trying again? No, not yet. I feel like maybe Danny has himself muted. So if you can hear us, Danny, maybe unmute yourself. That's what it's saying on our side. So, um, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the 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 temporary hold up as as we stand here right now. Uh, can you guys but, hear me? Hey, hey we did it. there he is. Hey. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it, it wouldn't join for for whatever reason. Uh, I'm I'm dialing in from my car on my way home from the studio. So I've heard you guys uh, talking about my, my, my favorite hookshot artist. Yes. Um, but obviously not getting it to work. I'll say this. Uh, I, I asked Drew about his hookshots uh, in high school. He's, he's from here. Uh, he's from the Portland area, uh, Reynolds High School. He said his high school coach had him working on, uh, I want to say it was 100 hookshots after practice every day. Okay. And he sat there and worked on like every variation, right hand, left hand, over the shoulder, sweeping, step through, up and under. He has got a variety of hook shots. And I want to say he shot something around 60 plus percent. Uh, I think he got as high as 66. He dropped as low as like 59. But it, if he gets that hook shot, it's a good shot. Like as, as insane as that sounds, it's the shot you want him taking outside of a dump. Uh, I'm a sucker for a sweeping hook, so I cannot wait <laughs> to watch more of this on my team. So, well, it's great because sometimes he'll catch the ball in the short roll around like the free throw line, and th there'll be space, and so he'll just like go right into the running <laughs> hook, but won't get like closer to the basket while he does it. So it's he, and he's he'll confident. Hit it. 
Yeah, and he'll hit it. Yeah, it's you, great. You, you want him. You want him taking that hook shot over making the pass on the short roll. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. That's All fair. right. Well, Danny, uh, what what's the 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 thing that stands out the most about Drew uh, and, and him potentially uh, being a vital part for the Suns team this year? To be blunt, Drew is a red ass. He is yes. absolutely unequivocally. He's going to troll. He's going to be on the edge of dirty. He's going to sock somebody in the kidneys. Yes. Uh, he's he's going to talk a whole heap of trash. He's going to be physical. He's going to play above his weight. I love Drew as, as a as a basketball player and a dude. Like you're you're going to love him. You're never going to feel like you were shorted when he's on the floor. He's limited in what he can do basketball wise. But the stuff that he does well, he does really well. He's one of the best finishers in the league around the rim because he tries to dunk everything. I was going to say, we were kind of talking about that from the block side of things, too. Like, you got to be a little bit, you got to be wired differently to go up and contest that many shots, <laughs> knowing he what could happen everything. on the flip side. A hundred percent. And here's the thing. Drew is not a rim protector. He is a shot blocker. Mm-hmm. There, there is a difference. He's, yes. he, I think Drew's listed at 6'10 or 6'11, depending on where you go. Drew's 6'9. Okay. Don't, don't get it twisted. Drew is not, <laughs> if Drew was 6'11, he would be a starting big in the league. Like that's, mm-hmm. like, that's really the difference is that he just doesn't quite have the size or enough, to be honest, enough weight in his back end to be able to anchor and be physical enough with dudes for 30 minutes a night. But he has exquisite uh, weak side shot blocking timing. And he will get a little happy on his feet. He will, instead of maybe staying at the rim and deterring a shot, he will try to block a shot maybe he shouldn't and put him out of position on rebounding. But as a second or third big, there's very few guys who are like, I want a guy who's going to be active defensively, who's going to compete, who's going to be tough. You're never going to get cheated on energy. Like you don't have to run any place for him. Like in that vein, he's, he's very, very, very good at what he does. Danny, I'm, I'm curious about this because I was kind of surprised. I, I'm pretty sure the Blazers had his bird rights. If I'm correct, were you surprised to see him go? And do you like the fit in Phoenix, especially you know, given the fact that he signed a veteran minimum contract here. I don't think he was going to get above a vet minimum here, even if he stayed. Uh, I talked to his parents, I want to say late March, early April. And, you know, they're at every home game. They know, again, being from Troutdale, just outside Portland. I asked his mom, like, how cool has this been for you? She's like, I'll never forget this. And I think that like plays a part in this is, you know, Drew got married while he was here. He got to play in front of his hometown family, his hometown friends. Um, and as cool as it would be to, you know, be here for his whole career, I think he got to mark this off his book. And now he gets to go make money, gets a two-year deal, and pursue a championship. Like, the, the, the idea of, like, playing for a winner right away. Uh, and, again, like, he's, what, 25, 26, mm-hmm. newly married, like, Phoenix is a dope place to live. Let's let's be honest. Like, I I a hundred percent get that. So um, I don't think it's really a surprise. I'm sure Portland would have been like, we'd like to bring him back, but I don't think that was going to make or break anything in any sense of how Portland's going about things. Particularly right now, um, 
Portland has some things that they uh, need to figure out personnel wise. So you don't uh, say. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of other stuff that like needs to happen. And to be honest, I think if if Portland is going to make a bigger deal before the season, I think one of their goals is probably going to try to be to address the front court mm. uh, and like signing a guy to a vet minimum. As much as they like Drew and appreciate him. I just don't think that was really high on their pecking order of make sure we get this done. Awesome. Well, Danny, thank you so much for one dealing with the technical chaos <laughs> yeah. that was getting you on the show <laughs> and powering through that so that we could actually talk to you real quick before we do let you go uh, over under yeah. on, I, I got to place a bet on my, on the bet MGM Sportsbook app over under on 25 times Eubanks will try to dunk some guy's arm off. <laughs> uh, if he plays more than 25 games, take the over. Okay. <laughs> that's all I need to know. Perfect. And then that's, two that's, things- that's how he operates. <laughs> we love this. This is going to be such a fun season. Um, and then two, thank you so much for the insight and information that you have shared with us about Drew Eubanks. We're all really excited to see kind of what happens this season and how much he grows and develops here in Phoenix. So thank you again for joining us. Hey, not a problem at all. I got an hour plus drive home from Portland to where I live out in the sticks here. And uh, so I'm not going anywhere and enjoy Drew and have a good season guys. It's going to, uh, it's going to be fun watching you guys from the outside. Thanks, Thanks Danny, to Danny. you, everyone. You can give Danny a follow on Twitter at Danny Marang. It's M A R G A N. Speaking of like that, MGM. M-A-R-A-N-G. Yeah, with a G. Oh, I did spell that Ring. wrong, didn't I? <laughs> well, I spelled it right the first time I wrote it and then wrong the second time I wrote it. <laughs> so Danny, M-A-R-A-N-G. There we go. My bad, y'all. I got you. Speaking of the BetMGM Sportsbook app, there are tons of things going on over there. They've got different promotions like the Swing for the Fences promotion, a whole bunch obviously centered around MLB, but there will be some for the NBA and, of course, the NFL when those things start up again. So make sure that you are ready for the start of NBA season by getting signed up on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. And make sure you sign up using that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you place your first bet offer and receive up to 1000 back in bonus bets if it loses. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Uh, if you don't have anywhere to go drink, then that's on you because we've told you multiple times about Four Peaks. That's facts. <laughs> and Four Peaks is fantastic. And you should go try the new tea shot uh, because it's fantastic. It's a little mix of green tea uh, and an ale. Uh, it's delicious. We have it in here in the studios and it's Espo and I's probably favorite beer of all time to be frank. Uh, Four Peaks is the official uh, craft beer of PHNX, as you all know. And you can go check out their 8th Street Pub uh, anytime because they have delicious goodies and they have delicious chicken tenders, which these two love. people love. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm, I usually veer towards the seasonal items because I like to try something new mm-hmm. all the time. So uh, go please check them out at the 8th Street Pub. Uh, and remember that you must be 21 or older 
to enjoy these beverages and please drink responsibly. Yes, absolutely. And if you're going to be outside this summer, make sure your eyes are protected and you look good by getting yourself a pair of Shady Rays sunglasses. They are the... Um, they're an independent sunglass company with a world-class product, and they are just as good as the expensive glasses, but they are much more affordable. So you can buy two or three or four pairs, depending on what you are looking for. And if you for. buy more than two? You get a discount when you use the code PHNX. Yes, exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. So go to ShadyRays.com, use that code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. I, so it's even more affordable. I, I might hook up my man Jay uh, with, if I buy two pairs, I might hook up my man Jay with a, with a pair because he had the best comment of the yeah. day. Uh, he said, in regards to Drew Eubanks, he said, hook shots and left hooks. <laughs> yes. Love it. Yes. Hit him with this and then hit him with this. Was Let's Drew go. Eubanks the one who like low-key tried to fight somebody at one point? Oh, yeah. He's like, was that him? He's always wanting to fight somebody. Or was this... It was in Summer League. Met, Chimetsi Metsu. Chimetsi was. Okay, that's the one I was thinking about. Okay. A couple of years there you ago. Because he got undercut and then he swung on a guy. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, what? I know there was somebody who did something yeah. in Summer we got, League. I just got a little spice. On we do. Yes. About <laughs> time. Pat that was, who? I mean, well, I don't know about that. We don't, we don't cheap shot people. Yeah. Maybe into the kidneys, but you know, oh, it's yeah. better than pushing somebody's well, head off their back. Yeah. But I meant more like. Pat Bevitt can't do anything to us anymore. Oh, like, no. Drew Eubanks will throw Pat yeah, Bev into the upper deck. that's what I'm saying. Like, we're not oh worried God, about I no spicy people you know, anymore. Me- remember the beginning of the season when um, Pat Bev and DA got into it a little bit or whatever? Like, Pat Bev would never to Drew Eubanks. No. I'm just saying. No. Because Drew Eubanks would be like, okay, stomp. He- like, he would not have, he would not give any, any shits about He's that. He's the type of guy that will respond to that and... Not only like with the trash talking and getting in guys' faces, but the way he plays. Like I cannot tell you how many times he blocked Russell Westbrook going through all his blocks last season. Yeah, it's kind of funny and how much shit he talked after he blocked him almost every <laughs> single time. So he he responds to guys that have that kind of fiery energy. For I sure. love it. I love it. I wish I could see some of these practices. To be honest with oh, you, oh yeah, because I feel like these practices <laughs> are going to be kind of crazy at first, mm. and they're going to be a little scrappy. And uh, I will say this. <laughs> DA has his work cut out for him uh, in practice because he's got a couple dudes that are just like, oh, you want to go? Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to test your will. But it, that's a great thing. A great I mean, thing. look at what P.J. Tucker was for book and how much we've talked about mm-hmm. that over the years. Like how much he's talked about. Yeah, that over the years. absolutely. Yeah. Like we just you just sometimes you just need somebody who will literally push you. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Vogelini <laughs> cooking up that sauce, baby. Let's go. Uh, oh, my goodness gracious. All right. Last thing. Burrito Express. We love our friends over at Burrito Express. They've got multiple valley locations. Of course, the one in Tempe is most centrally located, and they're fantastic when it comes to their support of the community, their support of ASU athletics and athletes, so they are fantastic. Go grab yourself a burrito from Burrito Express, and make sure you give them a follow on Twitter as well, at BurritoExp. Probably the craziest Twitter account you're ever going to (laughs) follow. They're fun. But Angels, he's a dope dude. Yeah, super fun. He makes good burritos. I let him off the hook. (laughs) (laughs) If you're an ASU fan, you're you're fine. You're just chilling. <laughs> All right, guys. This was a good show. It was. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we had planned for today that we will move to tomorrow. A lot of uh, chaos. Oh, we're going to get into some Bradley Beal some high school nonsense. If you will. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. Some slander, maybe? Yeah. 
too much. Even? We'll see. You guys are just going to have to come back tomorrow at 3 p.m., same place, same time, and join us for that conversation. Shout out to Danny for joining us. Shout out to D. Lee for joining us and giving us double the amount of time that we expected. Yeah. He was so gracious with mm-hmm. his time today. Um, don't forget to check out his uh, auction online. It's on his social media pages, ours as well. And if you are able to and you see something on there that you want to pick up, place a bid because that money goes to some really good organizations. All right. Until next time, you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And of course, you can follow. Oh, hold on. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. <laughs> I just skipped right over you, Gerald, thinking you were the one who wasn't here today instead of Espo. My bad. Who wants to take us home? Uh, I will. Uh, Listen, you can finish the show like D. Lee, which is always better than finishing the show like Espo, who we told to get checked out. And then he checked out, and now he's sick. So uh, go out like a champ, like D. Lee did. Bye-bye.